Everyone, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever time you guys are listening to us, and welcome to the episode 162 of Excess Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Xander Scully, and join with me is my samurai, PJ, pants-wearing, crimson-bearded co-host with the most is Mr. James Grusom. What's up, James? Very funny. I am wearing pajama pants. I do have a sword for some reasons because it was laying right here. It's been a very, very long time. Greetings and salutations. It is very, very cool to be back uh in the house on the show doing this once again after i don't know how long it's been it has been it's been at least a year i assume yeah, i almost more. i almost like went and googled like i was going to look at our last upload and then i was going to uh figure out on google like how long it's been and like start the show and be like 655 days. <laughs> I think the last one I, I saw, I thought was like January of 22 or something, but I, I like, I could be wrong. Like it could, it could be longer, but it's at least been January of 22. So we'll say that's about a year. That would be about a year and a half. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. And I mean, I, I, and I do want to thank everyone too, like in between, you know, doing this show and then, you know, because I did have folks that would message me and be like, man, when are you guys going to do another podcast? And I was like, oh, we're just on a hi- hiatus, you know, like, because the show never was like ending. Like we were never, we were never like, oh, we're not doing the podcast anymore. We just, we just had a lot of stuff going on and yeah. in scheduling. So we never really got to do another episode. We've always stayed cool. We've always remained friends. We, we've, all, we've always still talk, and I've always tried to be very supportive of what Xander's, you know, been doing with his mm-hmm. own thing, which I think is awesome. And it just, you know, like, I remember us having plans to do a show, and something happened, and something mm-hmm. else happened. And then it just, like it was, we didn't stop. We just kind of ceased. And so, yeah. you know, there, there wasn't an official stoppage. It was just, like you said, like, life just happens. Many, you know, uh, many things go on. I even I ended up getting in a uh, a wreck last yeah. uh, August, which I probably almost died. And uh, <laughs> luckily, I didn't. I but like I broke my sternum. Oh um, shit! I ran off the road, and um, it was a very it was a weird day. I remember we didn't get paid at work, um, because you know even if you have like a legit normal job, not to say anybody else's job isn't legit, but I, I mean I do kind of have like a government kind of job of delivery and such if i said before but uh i don't know we didn't get paid and uh my bank is it moved actually onto the military base which is very hard to get to and uh they give us money orders and i'm you know sitting there driving home trying to think and uh sometimes i do have like anxiety issues i'm not really sure what happened i ended up running off the road and i hit a median and uh yeah i don't know i just ended up in an ambulance and in the hospital and i broke my sternum and it was like, I, you know, I had that mess going on, um, which I mean, we, we had kind of like a, like a ceased a little bit before then, but that was just still like another issue. But uh, I yeah. ended up okay from that, you know, and uh, that's just life. Car accidents uh, kind of <laughs> suck, you know. I, I did, I did end up getting uh, COVID in the beginning of twenty twenty three. Oh, you did. Yeah, that was that was an experience. It was it wasn't too bad, but I just remember uh, the three days were just absolutely hell, and the only thing. And it's funny that we're doing the podcast. This is what made me think of because the only thing that was like keeping me like sane from all the fevers and all that stuff is I was listening to old episodes of All Gen Gamers podcast. And I was watching Sabbatical, which is like this travel channel uh, thing on YouTube. It's really cool. But I was, it was kind of fun listening to those old podcasts and like 
listening to like man these episodes are so old for their for their show it was like when the xbox one was just coming out you know yeah it's amazing like my, i think my wife my wife actually like which i don't even know if i realized and later on she was like yeah you know i had covid right and i was like i don't i don't i'm like i guess so i guess my wife even had covid but yeah i didn't catch it and i'm pretty impervious like i don't really get colds hardly so uh like i said i i, I withstand like many things and somehow soon in the same house like we stayed in oftentimes we sleep in separate areas it's not because we don't love each other it's just because sometimes she falls asleep you know on her cool little couch thing and then like i'll go to bed you know yeah and sometimes we sleep in the same bed and sometimes we don't but we have a huge bed and it's like we have our own blankets, and uh, that's a good tip for anybody I think that is married in a relationship. Since have your own blanket, that way you're yeah. not uh, fighting over it. But uh, yeah, she had had COVID. No, uh, I remember uh, after my accident. Um, oh, actually, not even that. I actually had a lot of uh, skin problems too. Um, that was re- it was really bad. It was really gross. Uh, I was limping. Uh, I had a lot of swelling in my legs. I was on a lot of antibiotics. And um, I, I would just stay up late at night and I was watching weird Filipino horror movies. <laughs> and um, This one old show called uh, Branded, uh, which stars Chuck Connors, who was on The Rifleman. Some people might know The Rifleman. He's also in one of the greatest horror movies ever called Tourist Trap, uh, which everybody should watch because it's the Halloween season. And he's also one of the first people to actually be in the NBA and the uh, MLB. Uh, he played for the Celtics. I can't remember the baseball team he was on. He's also one of the first people to break a backboard, not by dunking, but he actually did it with a shot, and it broke the backboard. Wow. Boom shakalaka. Uh, but, yeah. But <laughs> Branded, Branded is, a, is, is a great show, and I'd bought the series. I would just stay up late at night. Like, I couldn't sleep. I had a weird sleep schedule at that time. You're just not. Like, I was out of work for, like, a week or two, and I would just, like, as I was watching these Filipino horror movies, like a like horror of blood island it's like a whole series and then i would watch like branded and it's like that was just like all i did for like a week or two and it was kind of it was kind of cool you know i mean that, <laughs> that's you can just sit around and do nothing it's really kind of awesome i don't know yeah that, that's that's really all you can do if you get like some sort of illness like that is just find some weird i i remember one time i had food poisoning and the only thing that like kept me sane was listening to an audiobook of paul stanley Oh well, <laughs> that's what yeah, I. That's what? A, yeah, it was. It was. It was the best. It was the best like audio book because like everyone was at fault except for Paul Stanley. Like Paul Stanley oh, yeah. didn't do anything wrong. He's like, what's wrong with this smuck? You know, guys, <laughs> damn Ace Pete, all them. <laughs> but but you know, uh, other than that, I mean, there's been a lot that we've done as well with gaming too. Uh, you know, since the show, I know you've gotten you've gotten the play date, you've gotten the Steam Deck. I just got a PS Five a couple of months ago. I know you've had the Series X for a while too. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot of I mean, despite everything going on, there's so much with gaming. Like, I want to ask you first and foremost, how are you enjoying the Playmate? Uh, I, the the play date is actually been really cool, and I really need to get back on it because there's so much more on it, and uh, I, I've had it charging. And I hadn't touched it in a little bit, but there is uh, initially when I got it, it was really cool. Like a lot of the games, I love it. It's like that simple kind of takes you back into the early Game Boy days. And I know there's more advanced things 
And, uh, you know, hopefully in the future, like I said, you know, we, we do another show and I can discuss a little bit more. I know there's more homebrew stuff and everything on it. Uh-huh. Um, I still love it. I, I'm really glad I got it. And I, I think it's a, a really like little awesome, you know, piece of like gaming technology that there's really, you know, more to it that I haven't quite, uh, you know, seen yet. But uh, it, I love it. Just the, the simplest of it. Even one of the early games I remember was a surfing game that was just I, that, like. That's man. what I was going to mention because Mikey's got one and he brought it over. And Oh, he did. Oh, so you got to try it out. Yeah. And I will say first and foremost, I know, you know, everyone talks about like it doesn't have a backlit screen. And, you know, that's a drawback. But that, would that, be better screen, if had one. that screen is like immaculate. Like it yes. looks like. The pixels look like it's been drawn with, like, a really nice graphing, like, pencil. Like, it's so yeah. sharp. And I was like, wow. And, yeah, we were playing the uh, surfing game, and it's cool because it made me think of town and country, but you're using, like, the the, the little reeling, you know, the little thing. You're sitting there yeah, chugging it around like you're playing. Yeah, the on the side. Yeah. Dude, I think it's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. I'm like, man, and I, I do like the exclusivity of it, the, the exclusive games, the, the fact that, you know, it's kind of like – Every other, like, what is it? Like, every month there's, like, a certain handful of games that come out that you can play that's, you know, kind of... Yeah. Is, is it time-sensitive, or you just save it and you can kind of it, it? was. It. I mean, I think if you get one, like, later on, you have access to those uh, games that have already been released. Okay. But, yeah, it did kind of have, like, a subscription of... Uh, it, not, like, a subscription, like, you pay. But it was, uh, you know, just on there, it's up to, like, 24 games that you got with it. Because some people did complain about the price, you know. And, like I said... And without having that backlit screen, it still was, like you said, it was so crisp and beautiful. And, like, if you play in the light, you don't have a problem. It's like, yeah, you can't play it, you know, at night underneath your sheets in the bed, you know, if you want to do that. Yeah, yeah, you might can't do that, you know. But if you play it out, you know, like I said, in the light, it, it is wonderful. And it does have a lot of games. And, like I said, it opens up to where you can even uh, go into. And I, I think, like, them, it's the same thing with, like, analog pocket maybe where they have access to where you can go into and if you are apt enough to do it to where you can kind of like make your own games for mm-hmm. some of these systems like that or at least try to and um just it, it to me it was it was really cool and it was something uh even though maybe i i hadn't messed with it as much as i should have it's something i never regretted like getting like I was, I was still really glad I got it, and I think it's really cool. And I hope you know more people check it out. And if I don't know if it's still available to purchase, I know like I, like you said, Mikey got one. I think he might have been on like the second wave. Yeah, he was. Second, it was like a pre-order yeah. where like the first wave kind of like sold out, and um, and then you can get back on like a list, you know, and get another one. But it's 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 very cool. If you were just one of those people who was a fan of old Game Boy, I don't want to really say Game and Watch because it's a little bit more advanced. Yeah than that but if you enjoy like good kind of simple games and like i said i think it's also interesting to see what people you know do and the people that will you know make games and stuff that you can go on there and download to there probably will be a lot of really really cool stuff like i said if you're into just the handheld gaming yeah you know and here's here's something to think about with the play date um i you, you know you know how people have like that almost like ritual experience when they're when they're listening to vinyls okay like they 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 sit there and they when they listen to the vinyl they just sit there and listen to the whole album maybe they like fix a nice beverage you know you can almost have this experience with the play date of like gaming nostalgia playing with the original game boy because you know imagine you know you get a nice lamp you get you get a nice beverage you're sitting in a nice seat 
boot up the play date and you're playing like all these underground kind of indie little trickets that almost make me feel feel like I'm listening to like some punk rock demo or something. It's just a really cool like kind of aspect to it that it really attracts me to the play date. Kind of underground. Uh, yeah, that's what I like. I like the undergroundness of it, you know, because, you know, one of these days someone's going to make a game on a play date and they're going to end up being like a very, you know, big name indie developer later on down the line. And you're like, man, I, I played their first initial idea of that game before it was on, you know, the PlayStation 5 or Series X or Switch or whatever. You know, that's kind of cool. Kind of to you back, even like the, you know, the old, I think all the games that you know, people made on the Atari and everything like that way back. And like, you know, it, it, everybody and everything they, what they went on to do with mm-hmm. amazing things. It's very cool. Cause I can still remember having my Game Boy and, like I remember moving into my room as a kid because uh, we didn't have the biggest house, and I, I had to share a. Uh, sadly, I had to share a room with my parents. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's why they split up. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> that didn't happen. So luckily, when my sister moved out, my, my oldest. Yeah, dude, I was telling somebody else about that one time. I was like, it was sad. Dude. Like I had like a, a little bed in my parents' room. It was like, ugh. and. Uh, uh, I ended up when my sister moved out, I got her room. I can remember like when I was moving in, literally sitting in there, like leaning on the wall, playing Game Boy. And there was this boxing game I had that I think I had bought used that uh, was not nearly as cool as Punch Out, but it was okay. And uh, I just remember sitting in there playing that, you know, and it was like, then I finally got everything set up and got my bed and everything. And then it was like, it was good. And it was like, finally had my own room. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, because I, I remember, you know, being a kid and sharing a room with my sister, and then when finally we got our own bedrooms, and like, I had my own TV, and, you know, my, my sister was older to me, so, like, she always wanted to watch MTV and, like, watch music videos, and I'm like, I want to play Mortal Kombat 2, you know, on the Super Nintendo, so every once in a while, that just to keep us from fighting, the console would end up being in the living room, which then would yeah. cause more arguments, because then, you know, the parents want to watch stuff in the living room, but you're like, I want to play video games, so, yeah, you know, it's crazy, because I don't think anyone, like, you know, now in current times have to have to sort of deal with that sort of thing with phones and technology, it's really interesting. I don't yeah, miss it. Yeah, you can it. watch anything I don't you want it. at any time. Yeah, you don't have to struggle with it. I will say at least I had that, like, we had a den that was, like, built on probably, I think, before I was born. And then we had, like, the living room out front, which is kind of at least, that was my space where I could go. That was where I had a TV, and I had, back in the day, I had my Atari 800 XL with the bootleg floppy disks, as I've <laughs> probably discussed before. And then later I had my Nintendo. And so I, I at least had this room I could go to because like my, my bedroom was not a was not my solace because like I said that was like my parents room it's just it's mm-hmm. like it's still just weird just even to think about but I at least I had the living room that was kind of like my space at least like that was for me and with older sisters was very cool because at least I remember my old sister always had cool music playing you know she'd be in her room and I'd be hearing like the dead Kennedys and the cramps on the record player and it's like i would hear all that which was uh very cool so this room too was very cool because it had bright red carpet and pink walls oh yeah Uh, and and my sister would not have chosen pink this yeah this house it was like like every room had different colored carpet one was blue one was green one was red one room was pink what it it was just wow that was not colors that sister would have chosen i don't know if it was just in the house before they bought it i don't know but uh 
I did like the red carpet, though. That was kind of cool. Then the pink walls ended up getting covered up, you know, with, like, misfit posters and stuff like that, like, later on. So it, it became a pretty cool room later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. gaming rooms are always uh, interesting because I remember, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, when, when we realized we could hook up the uh, audio to our, like, stereos and, like, you'd have, like, the big speakers and play. I remember I actually – I had this really nice cause – six cd a uh, disc changer with dual cassettes it was it was really nice and it had um it had like four different speakers it had like two tweeters and like a subwoofer and whatever but anyway i remember hooking it up and i started getting other like speakers from other places and like putting because they were like speaker wires so i was like double the speakering and put them in one input and it worked it worked for like two or three months, and then it just stopped working because it shorted out because I was sitting there playing Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube because I'd put it in the surround sound setting so I could hear the villagers when they're like behind me, you know, or that was that was so freaking cool. We would actually take speakers from other things, and a friend of mine was mm -hmm. pretty inventive, and uh, we would make like little cardboard boxes, put the speakers in. I think he had a soldering gun or something. And we, like I said, we would take speakers and kind of make little, uh, I don't know what you call it, but it'd be like a little cardboard box that yeah. we would have like three little speakers in. We took from something else and like hook it up and somehow it worked. And, uh, you know, that was the, that's, <laughs> the, that's always the best. Right there. That's always the best when you, when you end the sentence with somehow it worked. That's <laughs> it did. <laughs> Cause otherwise, I mean, it's e either somehow it worked or it ended up being a really bad disaster that you're like never again. It was like back in the day of the, the yellow waterproof uh, Walkmans and such, oh, you yeah. know, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the CD flares that you would have uh, an auxiliary through the cassette. And every time you hit a speed bump in your car, back, bu -bu 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, and speaking of old school, you know, because uh, one one of the things that made us really want to do a new episode was uh, talking about Mortal Kombat One, the the new Mortal Kombat One. It's on the PlayStation Five. Kind of weird, and, ain't it? Having yeah. another Mortal Kombat One. <laughs> yeah, it's Mortal Kombat One on PS Five, Series X, and Switch. Um, and <laughs> and it's really good. And, and and thank you so much again, uh, James, for sending me a copy. You sent me a copy, and you're like, "Dude, we gotta we gotta talk about this because yeah, I, I just been playing through the story mode, and it's actually a really good story. It's very fun. It's uh, I I enjoyed it, Mac. I think I went through it probably in two days, and and sometimes lately, like cause I admit, like I haven't maybe played like the most, you know, games, or sometimes I'll play something and then I'll stop. But that was one that was like. Man, I'm like, I really enjoy this. I like the, uh, whether you want to say like voice actors or whoever they got to uh, be the uh, face, like especially like the Shang Tsung character. Oh, he's my um, favorite. It's something with his, he, he sounds a lot like Kerry Harioku Tagawa, who everybody, uh, you know, he's, fuck, he's the Shang Tsung yeah. from the movies. And he kind of sounds like him, but he's got a little something extra i don't know if it's a little bit more like flamboyance there's just something to it that i lo like i loved him like he was like i got like i need to look up like who like who did that like who did they pattern this guy after because he's just i i think he's great and it's like it just 
that whole story kind of sucks you in. And like I said, like everything, you know, people haven't played it. And I mean, we don't want to spoil too much, but it's like, you know, Raiden is not the God. Yeah. Liu Kang is the God now. Yeah. So it's a whole different time. It's still Mortal Kombat, but everything is, it's just, it's a new timeline. It's in another space and time. If you want to, you know, call it like that, but it's like, it's, it's Liu Kang now. Yeah, and it's, Raiden is just a dude. <laughs> and it's it's cool how they do it because they do it in a sense that they I mean they they're very very clear on this game being like hey everything you knew previously about Mortal Kombat throw it out the window because it's going to be different. And it's is this just enough differences that it's um it's it's familiar but it's different. Like you know, Lin Kuei with Scorpion and Sub-Zero, their relationship, like it's still, they're still rivals, they're still like butting heads, but the reasons are very different. Like I like that, I like that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah, there, there's a lot of changes, and it, it, it's definitely set up for a Mortal Kombat 2. Um, uh, the, right, you think they're going to call it that? I, I mean, I kind of hope they do. I don't know <laughs> if this is Mortal Kombat 1, I mean... It, it's there's something set up like a friend of mine had, had played it before and was you know was telling me a little bit and it's like i, I kind of saw what he was saying like maybe where the story was going mm-hmm. and you know what was going to happen how it could be set up for you know a sequel and you know like i said there, there is that uh, you know where was you know we go in the original mortal Kombat, you know uh, scorpion sub-zeros are are enemies and then you know now, like I said, once again, we're trying to give too much away, but yeah. uh, they are related in a sense now, but they still do have a rivalry and such. And you still have a lot of the old characters with your reptiles and smokes and, you know, everybody is still done. there. It's tastefully done. And I want to give a big shout out to uh, the the boss show, Rob the Boss, Ross the Boss. Ross. Yeah, man, he he's here. We also got uh, you know, Caitlin, and we have uh, Down Phoenix, and and I do I, I do want to address one thing because one of the things I was really pushing with this new episode because we do have an excess gaming podcast hotline that you can call and leave messages, and I got a little ambitious with this episode. I'm not gonna lie, guys, because there's a lot of parts of te- of like video podcasting I haven't figured out yet, and one of the things is being able to play the the voice message. For you guys to hear, and also for James, who's on our Google Meet, for him to hear. Um, so I do have some audio uh, messages, but I'm just going to go old school and play it off my phone with the microphone. It's it's going to sound like poopy, but if it does, we'll we'll get through it. It'll be okay, guys. It's my fault. <laughs> but no, it's all good. And I do want to thank the folks that called in because they we got some good questions. We got, and we'll get into that. But let's let's. Go back into Mortal Kombat 1 a little bit because there's still some stuff that I want to talk about because you're talking about the characters. I feel like the characters have been really tastefully done, and we've seen some cameos of characters that we hadn't seen in the series in a while that, you know, aren't, you know, up front, but they're still just there enough that we're like, oh, yeah, I remember him. Like, you know, the the cameo uh, part in this game where someone's like a Marvel versus Capcom aspect where you have a partner while you're fighting, which... Honestly, I was kind of nervous about. It. I thought it was going to be more like tag team. I'm not a big fan of tag team fighters. I'll, I'll admit, I like I like the you know the the fighters with you know the the cameos, the appearances, um, and that's what they do with Mortal Kombat One. And I like that because you got like characters like Striker and whatnot, 
and that's that's really 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 cool yeah it's a lot of characters that you don't necessarily as far as i know i have not seen in the game yet but you kind of have them as your as they call the cameos is kind of like your secondary attack so they come out and kind of help but their characters like you said like strike like you can pick you know uh striker and like the 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 female was it frost i think like yeah kind of sub-zero uh i don't think they're actually playable characters like they could be not sure they might be later but mm. you can pick them you know, like i said as kind of a bonus attack in your fight which is yeah. very cool you go through and you know the game does have like i said you you have your story and you know fighting games now i've kind of had to step up you can't just have fights so yeah. now it's like you have your story mode and and with a lot of the older mortal combats how they've gone on like you have to play as uh multiple characters and um you have the multiple characters but then you also have like your tower mode that's where you can go through and do multiple characters endings and then you have the uh i still call it conquest mode but it's it's not called that now but it's another little side thing where you pick a character and you're like you're running through Johnny Cage's house that's apparently haunted or something you know, <laughs> or cursed. and it, yeah yeah you're kind of I don't know if you tried that yet yeah, <laughs> I haven't it, tried it's, that yet it's, it's it's not conquest mode it's like it's something starts with the s but you you go through you pick a character and Johnny Cage is like yeah it's like my house is all messed up there's all these demons and portals and stuff and so you go through and you have single fights and you go through Johnny Cage's house and, ha you know, like I said, you have fights and you, you move on. He's like, you can collect things. And it's like, it's, it's still very, like I said, it's very fun. So like I said, it, it's not just the story mode. Like I said, you have other things you can do. You have the story mode, you have individual character stories, and then you have this other weird mode. Because you can't just have one-on-one -on -one fighting nowadays. Like, this is not... You know, you can't do that now. Yeah, I mean, look at look at uh, Street Fighter Six. Now, I got a demo. I, I downloaded the demo of Street Fighter Six. I haven't gotten it yet, but um, I, I have to admit, a lot a, a large portion of my play on Street Fighter Six was me and Mikey, my my friend guitarist from the band, just laughing until we were crying about the creative character because I made the most like ugliest, weirdest. He he looked like a Slim Jim. A Slim Jim, that old Slim Jim dude. Yeah, he, well, no, he just looked like the actual, like an actual oh, Slim Jim. Like he looked like a Slim Jim mixed with like a pear. That's the that's uh. the shape of him. He would it looked weird, but it was almost like um very story driven and almost had some like Yakuza aspects to it with like side quests yeah. and stuff and like going through this hub world. And I'm like, wow. And I see that with Mortal Kombat uh, one as well. And like you said, fighting games kind of have to up the ante because. There'll always be that hardcore essence of fighting games and tournaments and online. But the thing about it is, is like there are people, a, a large amount of people that even like myself who loves fighting games, I suck at the online fighting games. I'm, I'm good for a little while, but I start getting really bad and I, I get disgruntled and I stop playing where the yeah. story or these modes will keep me playing a little bit more. And that will add more longevity to the game in a, an initial long run. So they can actually space out some of these games that are so highly competitive with the tournament. So it's like a win-win when you really think about it. Yeah, you you have a, a just a lot more uh, options with these games. Like I said, I actually have Street Fighter, and I I just for some reason I just never sat down with it. But that new mode looks awesome because it does yeah. have like you kind of make a character 
and you go through, and it's like you had this separate the duck, like you, like you said, I thought the same thing. It looked very yakuza ish, yeah. Um, to where like you can go through, and it's like you know meet different challengers. Sometimes you sometimes you fight multiple characters. Uh, there's way, just so many fighting games that have way more to it, and they've really you know in the past few years they've really picked up and changed because like I said, just nowadays you you can't just have a basic fighting game everybody everybody you, you go back to mortal kombat one and you had like you know six to eight characters and like that's it and like that ain't gonna fly nowadays like no like no like nobody's gonna do that even if you had online back then like that would have been great and it would have worked but nowadays no you you gotta have that extra you gotta have that uh extra something you know for people like I said that don't want to get online because some people like you said either they you know feel they suck they lose. They don't want to maybe, you know, deal with harassment and things like that online. So nowadays they put in all this extra stuff so you get a way more complete package with yeah. these games. Whereas like, you know, a fight, you know, you, you can compare, say, Street Fighter 2 on Super NES and like a Final Fantasy. And I mean, like a Final yeah. Fantasy, you get so many hours of content and play and the Street Fighter. It's like, oh, you go through it. And it's like, I mean, this is of course it was super it was way more fun back then and the, yeah but, but then sometimes you get done and it's like well like, what do i do now and it's like now you actually have options and other things on this same game that you can go through and you can get you know your multiple endings you kind of have a another little you know um kind of like walk around mode and do so many extra things and there's so much to them now to where they they've really had to step up like i said even the story modes i love how they uh especially with the mortal Kombat and the dc games you know that are all you know under the same banner of how they make you play as multiple characters because lots of times we have that one character we like and we stick with them but these story modes nowadays when you play through it you you play through it if not everybody you play through a lot of different characters and sometimes you will find a new character that maybe you wouldn't have chosen or you wouldn't have used. And you find that, oh man, like, th like this is something I, I never would have tried that person before, but not like me, like Melina, I'll say for instance, I really yeah. love using Melina on the new Mortal Kombat and they make you use these characters. And sometimes it is frustrating because you, there's a character that maybe you just don't like the way they play, but you will find a new one. I guarantee you'll find a new one that you really like. And that you might start using, you know, from there on out. Yeah, that's what I that's what I really like. And I, I'm going to jump right on the the chat real quick. So we got some uh, really good comments from uh, the boss show. Uh, he yeah. was he was talking about the game, uh, you know, the story. He's watched some of the footage on online. He said it was really good. And he says, I wonder if they have uh, friendships. You know, that's a good question. I hadn't seen anything that. I hadn't really played enough to re like. Cause I've only been playing the story, so maybe there are fringes. I hadn't really seen anything about, it, but that would be if it's not I don't a thing. Think there is I have had a, a friend of mine sent me a, a link from a YouTube video of like hidden fatalities. Ah. So there are things that maybe you know, like I said, you got to delve in and find out what they are. So it, it's something like that. I don't know if there is, but there's definitely some hidden things and extras that are on there that you might have to look up online and find. Yeah. And he was also talking about, uh, and he, he brought up a really good point. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not talking about the, 
the the comments saying that we we look great. Uh, that's not what I meant. But uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. That. <laughs> it was it was the boss, you know. Um, <laughs> but no, like uh, when he was talking about paying eighty a year, uh, eighty bucks a year to play online with PS Five. I mean, and of course now you get the price. The price increase of games, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat One, Street Fighter Six, great examples of games that are actually seventy bucks right now, and I think adding some of this extra, you know, um, stuff, content, I should say, to these games, kind of soften the blow of some of these titles. Because I mean, if if this was just a like, think of it as if it was just Street Fighter Five, like when it first came out, and it was just bare bones online, didn't really have a story mode or arcade. It was just online fighting, uh, and it was seventy bucks. No one would want to get it. even if the even if the fighting was immaculate and it was the f the best fighting game in the world. I couldn't see people like wanting to pay the seventy bucks and then pay for online for just online fighting. You know when you, you have you four. know, but sometimes if if you're as old as some of us, you remember Street Fighter Two on Super NES. You ended up, or your parents ended up paying like seventy two ninety nine. Um. Mm. For that, there was multiple games in Super NES. I remember getting that's well, not seventy. I'm sorry, maybe they were like maybe it was sixty two ninety nine. Um, they were expensive back was, then. We had that forty to, and, and honestly, usually it was a fifty dollar range. And you'd have a rare game. I still remember Final Fantasy for some reason was only thirty nine ninety nine, and uh, I remember getting that. But I remember when Street Fighter came out, Mortal Kombat, um, uh, uh the oh, like Royal Rumble on Super NES. I remember these games being high, sixty to seventy dollars. So, I honestly, I'm not mad because I think the 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 prices of games have kind of stayed the same yeah. uh, over the years. Where where so many other things have gone up, whether it's you know McDonald's or Burger. I mean, come on, you get a Burger King meal or any fast food, it's almost ten bucks for like a combo, and. A game, you know, years ago was, you know, 50 bucks and then maybe they went up to 60. So like $10 more to me, it's not that bad. But also, like you said, having a lot of that extra content, you know, you couldn't have a basic fighting game at that price. Yeah. But at least you have that. But it, it is almost that kind of time. I, I think we've done pretty well with prices on video games over the years. I honestly don't know how they stayed in that range for so long. Uh, yeah. And they really, to me, haven't risen, you know, that much. So it's like, I don't really get too mad about it. I mean, it does kind of seem like a lot, but, it, you know, especially when you're spending so much more for gas and, like I said, you know, food and things like that. But uh, things do go up and it yeah. sucks, but I'm like, ah, at least, I mean, you know, we had a good run with a <laughs> decent price. And honestly, there's just so much coming out that I, 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 I couldn't afford all the games that come out anyway or, or had the time to play all these games. I mean, let's... Let's not forget. I mean, you can you can buy all these games you want, but most of us just don't have the time to sit there and play some exactly. of the content. You know, like it's crazy. It's rough, and like I said, once again, that's I was always a big proponent. You know, in the past, before like the game share, I love that, and I always still, you know, that helps me feel better. At least when I buy a game, that I know. It's like, well, if I pay sixty, seventy bucks, it's like I get it, and my friend gets it. And though it is still digital, and, and like I said, that did kind of make me go a little bit more to digital. And I know you, you've done videos on, uh, yeah. you know, physical content going out of the, you know, uh, maybe going out the window at times. 
definitely uh, changing. I, it's crazy. I still think the game share is a good thing because at least I'm like, I know if I, it's like if I get this game and I pay this amount, at least I'm getting it. My friend's getting it. He gets a game. I get it. I mean, will I always have it? Uh, that might be a little bit more in question, but at least for the time being, I know it's like, well, it's like we both get it. And I'm like, well, even if it sucks, we both got a game. And I was like, well, there's two of us getting it. 70 bucks. I'm like, yeah, it's 35 almost each. I kind of try to split it like that in my head. It makes me feel better about myself. I'm yeah. Like, I don't know. Am I right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, there, we we just have so many more choices now, and, I, and that's what I, most importantly, that's what I want it to stay. I, I want to have choices like the the option to have a physical copy or the option to to be on a digital service. You know, I I like that uh, because I feel like if it was to go like pure digital, then boom, they can you know kind of put the price where they want it, and you know, not only but do but so much. So that that's my only thing about that, but um. Yeah, because Mortal Kombat One, I made I made that video talking about uh, physical and digital, and Mortal Kombat One was like Mortal Kombat One, uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen, uh, and another game that I mentioned. It was like three. Oh, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> All those games were just so hard to find in my town. Like the uh, brick and mortar stores are just shrinking when it comes to how much they have in gaming. Like they used to have like two aisles. Now they have like just a walkway. I mean, it's not counting, you know, it's like a walkway of video games, like a small little section. Then the other section is like full of the knickknacks and Funko Pops and stuff like that, trying to make up for the lack of like physical media for video games. It's, it's weird. Know, it, speaking on that, which means with video games, you know, like, I, you know, I, make, I, I love movies and stuff, too. And I, I know a lot of people that collect movies. And I've heard many people also mention a lot of stores, whether I mean, there's always that big bin at Walmart, but some of these other stores, Target, even Best Buys, sometimes the uh, their movie sections I've been hearing have been shrinking. Yeah, where before you had aisles and aisles, and now it shrunk, and there might just be one. So it's like you know you might have to order online, whereas before you know I mean we all know everybody orders stuff online, yeah. but it's still fun to go into a store. You know, and look, but when, you know, that area is shrinking, like I said, whether it's video games, movies, anything, it's kind of like, man, where's this going? Because, you know, streaming is such a thing. It's easy to do. I'm lazy. Look, I'm not the best. Sometimes I have a DVD and I put it in my player and I pull it out and I sit it in in a stack. And uh, and then when I open the case, it's not there. And I'm like, man, I want to watch this movie. And I'm like, well, I can rent it for three dollars or i can spend an hour trying to find it i'm like what am i gonna do i spend three dollars <laughs> i rent a stupid movie okay <laughs> dude you sound like me because i because i got like all this emulation i got the mini pc now i've had the raspberry pi but i kid you not i'll go on the nintendo switch and they're like oh new arcade archives of like ninja warriors and i'm like it's only seven bucks i'll get it and i'm like like I don't it's know. It's right there. Yeah. They make it so easy. It's hard to pass up. <laughs> we we got a we got a question from the the boss. He asked uh cuz I, I mentioned in the chat cuz I still have not played VR. But you you've had the VR before, right, James? Yeah. Yeah. I knew Ross was big in the VR. I have the VR. Are you going to um uh, cause I, I figured that you'll eventually get a, a PlayStation 5. When you do, are you going to do the PlayStation 5 VR on that? Uh, I don't know. 
it's yeah. a lot man a lot. it's it's just ew, it's high man and i've i've got i kind of look at once again it's kind of judging you know your time and what you can do and there's still so much yeah. i can do on the vr for the ps4 that it if i get a ps5 i i i don't know if i'd upgrade that um that's the that's the only thing but i i did love it um it is very man it's very cool and like once again for me i'm kind of basic and the thing i loved the most was the damn uh like you know like shooting games yeah you know like any like any kind of type of shooting game it's like i have those that was my favorite thing to play on vr and like I, i know ross is big into it and like it really is cool um but man, dude, like in between getting the PS5 and getting the VR, dude, that's like, bro, are you looking at like probably like a grand or something? It's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and then there's there's other options. Like uh, I know uh, the boss mentioned the, the Quest 3. Uh, the Quest uh, seems to be really, really popular when it comes to like VR. It seems to be, I, from what I've seen, I mean, they, they run around like 300 bucks. And I mean, it is like a dedicated VR uh, headset and you know it, it's made for VR. It's not like a peripheral for the like the the PS4, PS5. But yeah, and, yeah. And but, he mentioned, but with that, you too, you have to have like a computer and stuff, right? You know. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And then, um, and I did want to mention know, Ross. You need a computer for that? Can, can you bring yeah. up your phone? I don't know. <laughs> can I rub my tablet on it? <laughs> but no, the tablet uh, on the skin. Yeah, he mentioned that the uh, the PSVR two um, or the PS five VR is hurting bad, and and, and yeah, I mean, because I haven't really seen anything that Sony's really been pushing with VR. To be honest, the, the, I don't think they ever put. It's always seemed to me they never pushed it that much. You know, I like I kind of wish they had kind of done where you could have. Uh, and I don't. I'm assuming it's not uh, backwards compatible. And of course, a lot of us old people we love that. Oh yeah, compatible. That would have been a good thing. And like I said, I uh, my VR I got. Like I said, I bought from a friend that just didn't use it, and I got a good deal. And I, I like I said, I I loved it. It's just it. You know, sometimes things are a hassle to hook up. Actually, I finally got uh, because my TV, it only has like two HDMI plugs. Um, and I finally got like a little uh like a switcher. Me too. I can put on the back. So it's I actually bought two switchers. But I got one hooked up, and um, I, so I put one so I can switch. So I got like my Fire Stick in, and then I got my P. I hooked my PS4 back up, and then I got my Xbox uh, Series uh, X on there too, so I can like you know switch back in that way. Because like I said, I do I do have a good amount of games I bought. I have some physical uh, VR games, and then I have some. I don't know if they were only you know online or if you could also get a physical version. I don't know, but there was some I bought. Like I said, a lot of the, once again, the, you know, the shooting games. I, I love those. Same thing with the Wii. That was, I, I still would go back and hook my Wii up and and play those games. Still one of my favorite things. I love the, any type of shooting game, House of the Dead. Man, I got the House of the Dead on the Switch. Love that it. That thing, I had to, I don't know, I had to get my friend to like help me. Uh, he's a little bit younger than me and a little bit more savvy because I just couldn't, I'm like I don't I don't know if it's where I sit on the couch I don't know what that is these girls are gonna can't get this damn thing to work and it was <laughs> the first House of the Dead which we know like like was not really a it was a, pretty much a Sega Saturn game yeah. um so a lot of times like we didn't get to play it and um 
I, I, in the the switch, I think is also another really good system for shooting games and and games like that. And uh, I just I, I got so frustrated, and, and he kind of got it rigged up a bit, and we ended up playing it, and it's still like it still was fun. But it's just like, man, it's just it's it's not as easy, you know. It's not like back, ain't like a light zapper, man. Yeah, it is. It is kind of weird because I I have House of Dead on the Switch, and I actually bought like this like little shotgun, like uh, peripheral. Did you have trouble getting it like uh, uh, regulated or set up? Well, I it kind of helped with this little shotgun thing that I got. I got it for like ten bucks on Amazon. It looks almost like you remember when the when the when the Wii was out was. Like Wii Sports, they'd have like the little racket. Oh yeah, that you put your All like Wii mode in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like one of those that looked like a shotgun that you would put your Joy Cons in, and it made the yeah. gameplay a lot better because like <laughs> you were still like moving around with the joystick, but you were kind of moving your arm at the same time. So okay. it kind of felt, and it, it and it had the trigger too, so it felt more, it felt more like a light gun, even though it wasn't the same kind of like zapper technology and all that stuff. But yeah. Um, Quick, quick uh, thing to say real fast with uh, the boss, because he, he gave us a little update The Quest 3, James. Oh, nice. He says, the Quest 2, self-contained, everything's in the headset. All you have is the, the app on your phone that doubles in the menus. And he also said that, uh, you know, it's great. He takes it over to his chick's house and plays mini golf, right, like weekly. That's That sounds amazing. Mm. So I, it is a thing you can use on your phone. Yeah. And, but, okay. it's, but it's all the headset too. Like you don't have to have it synced up to a computer or anything. That's awesome. Awesome. It's freaking badass. We learn something new every day. Yeah. No. I, I, I've always heard. About, I've heard about the quest. Me too, like, yeah. I don't, I, sometimes I don't know a whole lot, and sometimes I sometimes I delve into things. Sometimes I don't, and sometimes I just wonder. But no, that's that sounds really pretty cool. awesome. Because it can't like you can have a really good fun time like i love honestly like i said on on the ps4 you know i've done just some of the simple things like like the roller coaster thing like going through that uh, honestly there's some like rpgs to where you're just like you know you're you're going through little you know hallways and things like that to me are very like it's very fun it's very immersive and i like i said i really do i don't use the vr as much as i should and sometimes it's just like I said, it, for the PS4, it's a lot of stuff to hook up. There's this whole, it's a bunch of crap to well, fucking hook up. I think, um, I think if if they were gonna do anything with VR, if it was if it was my idea, I think a, a great hot app for the PSVR would be a mode that you can actually play uh, Baldur's Gate Three through VR. Could you imagine that? Like D and D video game VR. Sign me up. Here I come. Anything and like I've never felt. Actually, I will say I did feel kind of sick one time playing something, but I think that might have been my fault. See, I get seasick, but, uh, so I'm kind of scared of VR. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be throwing up everywhere. Just don't drink before you play it. And, like, <laughs> you might okay. But like I said, the basic, the like to me, it felt like I was playing a basic. Um, oh god, what was the like on the Nintendo? The uh, uh, one of the old. Uh, it, it probably was some D and D like I like I don't know, it was like I and the Beholder or so, it kind of felt like that and mm. it, it, like it was fun playing but it's weird like I could do the roller coaster and I was good and I was like playing this weird RPG and I was like I was like oh I'm like I feel kind of sick I'm like I don't know why it's like might have been that but <laughs> but VR to me like I said I do I think it's very cool I really don't think it's the complete future and for Not many yet. people sometimes yeah. it might be kind of out of their range but 
the um like where they've gone and what they've achieved with it i think has been really cool yeah i i like i said I'll, I'll eventually try it out and uh big shout out to the boss show again thank you so much for all the comments on the live chat and he says the quest 3 comes out on tuesday he'll be quest doing three yeah the Jeez. quest 3 will be coming out on tuesday and he'll be doing a boss review so uh yeah, be boss sure to check awesome. that out guys you know, he, I know he has his business, you know, taking care of animals and stuff for people, which I think is super cool, dude. And, like, he's a guy I would totally let watch my cat if I needed to, you know, leave. Because I haven't left my house in, like, four years. So, if you lived here, Ross, you could watch my cat, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and feel okay. Shout out to uh, good old Andy. Because uh, Resident Evil 4 on the Quest 4, oh, Quest 2, well, I'm going in the future here. The Quest 2 is great. Resident Evil 8 on the V2 is stellar, waiting on VR for RE4R. R Gosh, that's a lot of letters. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm just speaking hieroglyphics here. <laughs> I'm always too scared to play like Resident Evil like in like 7 or 8 on the... Like, that I might did, be intense, I dude. I haven't, I haven't played it yet. Like I, said, I play the shooting games and basic stuff, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm always like too scared. Resident, <laughs> Evil, Resident Evil 4, the remake, is no joke. Uh... Eight was a lot of fun too. Uh, I didn't finish either or, and shame on me because I know the boss is going to be coming through and be like, "Oh, what? What the hell?" I don't finish any games, so it's okay. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they from what I played though, they are Just really good. Get the Lestat good. shirt. Make sure you get the Lestat shirt, man. That's all you need. Like, oh yeah, that's like a bonus like thing you can get. It's like I think I got it when I got the game. And I had it. It's like I'm gonna rock it. I I look like Alucard, man. It was sweet. <laughs> Speaking of Castlevania, there's been a couple of anniversaries of Castlevania, which I think is very appropriate for the show because, honestly, one of the things that got this show going was when me and you were talking about Castlevania and we were both, like, waiting, debating if we were going to get the 3DS XL and also Castlevania Mirrors of Fate. Um, I believe oh, that, Mirrors of Fate. I believe that just had an anniversary. Symphony Tonight just had an anniversary. Wow. I, yeah. I think like Symphony of Nights now like over it's over twenty. I can't remember the exact number. I think it's like twenty. I'm thinking about the N64. Symphony of Nights gotta be like ninety seven or something. Yeah. Probably. But yeah, like it's it's insane. Um I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh my gosh, man, Symphony Night. I remember seeing it in uh, a glass display case in Win Dixie. Win Dixie, dude. <laughs> oh man. They had the best ramen. I yeah, they lie, did. Brother. That hot and spicy and that uh the French onion, man. Yeah, I've tried to look them up like online to see if I could order some of that because they're still done in Florida. Like I don't think they're around here in North Carolina no more, but like I think they're still done in Florida. So what I'm gonna get some ramen. Now what I'm gonna do real quick is um for some of you guys that uh, just jumped in, I did let the the show know earlier that uh, I do have the the uh, the voice messages, but I can't play them on OBS with Google Meet for some reason and have, if I play, you guys would be able to hear it, but James won't be able to hear it. So I, I'm doing a little bit of rigging up here and I'm going to go and play some of these messages. But before, before we get into that, um, James, you said one of your friends had a question. They didn't call in, but they had a question. Uh Oh yeah, I did. Oh, there one, you of, go. one of my very good friends grew up in, grew up in the neighborhood with me. Uh, my friend, Mike Horton, had had a question that if you could add a wrestler to Mortal Kombat, you know, and, and of course with, the, with with this new one, we we do have John Cena, 
as the peacemaker, you know, but that's peacemaker John Cena. But if you could add a wrestler to Mortal Kombat, uh, who would you add? And possibly what would their fatality be? And uh, I had a couple things in mind, and I'm thinking we might be on the same wave as many people might would be with this question. I'm thinking a lot of people might have the same answer. But I thought I might would let you go first, just because like I do have a couple backup. Because uh, I'm I know you like wrestling, but I watch a little bit more than you. Yeah. Oh so yeah. I I, I I I do have a couple backups, so I might throw it at you that if if you could add a wrestler into Mortal Kombat, and what would their fatality be? You know, I, I was thinking about that because you mentioned it to me before the show, and I was like, hmm. And I, I was thinking, because <clears throat> it's Mortal Kombat, I'd like uh, the great Muda. I'd like him to be a... Uh, Holy shit, dude. I was not expecting that. I'm, that would wow. be... that That's awesome. Because, I mean, he has the acid breath, man. Like, he just blows Damn. that, and, like, the skin just melts off. That would just... And wow. Then he's got also different costumes because you got the face paint Muda. You got the mask Muda. You can have, like... You know, Namuda with a bunch of belts on him, the genius, you know, all that stuff. I think that would be so cool. Dude, that's sick. Okay, I was going with the basic, um, and I'll go ahead and throw them all out there just because we'll, uh, you know, I, of course, I was thinking Undertaker and Kane. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, whereas Undertaker, I would have, you know, just a choke slam to hell where he yeah. choke slams them and they literally go to hell. Uh, Kane, you know, would have to. I was always trying to think of something. Of course, under, with Undertaker, you do something with a, you know, with a casket. And I was trying to think of Kane. Um, I was a big fan of. Uh, it was either FMW or Big Japan. There's a match that's a. Uh, it's a Matsunaga and uh, Onita, uh, and they had a match that was a, a flaming casket match where the uh, the winner had to throw someone in a casket and set it on fire. Um, but I don't know. Kane never really had the casket thing, but you have to have something with fire. But then once again, I, I, I'll do a little bit. You saw out the Muda, which was awesome. I was not expecting that. Um, I would maybe thought Mortis for yeah, people that ooh. watch WCW. Shout out. Rest in peace. Chris Canyon. The uh, the innovator of offense, uh, which at a time, speaking of Mortal Kombat, that fits in great because it, it was the whole if none of y'all have ever checked out, you can probably find a whole like timeline on YouTube or something of the blood runs cold with glacier. We me and my friends always call him Glacius is Glacier. <laughs> yeah, it's Glacier. OK, Glacier, Wrath, Mortis. The uh, uh, he's the sinister minister now. I can't be James Vanderbeek, he was this little satanic manager of Wrath and Mortis. And uh, Mortis, which actually, I bought an awesome like shirt of his, and he had this skull mask. He looked he so looked, cool, it looked so cool. It was, it was the best thing. His, his final move was a flatliner, and that was another thing I think that would be a good fatality, it would be of him doing. You know, something and it grabs you, hits you, and it comes up with the doot, 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 and whoop, and you get like a little flatline thing. Mortis was uh, just man. He was I mean, like for people like me and my friends, like we, we loved him. He was always really like a mid card type of wrestler. Honestly, you know, he never won a belt, anything like that. But he looked 
so cool. And the the sad thing was that whole Blood Runs Cold um kind of story was kind of shut down because the NWO happened at the same time. Yeah. Which of course obviously took over super pop. I mean, you know, I mean, come on, you know, I mean, every everybody knows about that, but it really shut down some of the more minor stories kind of overshadowed some of the ones that were going on but uh you know like mortis was just he was an awesome wrestler stayed around for a while I mean, him doing stuff with like ddp he was one of the first like openly uh gay wrestlers too um and you know he was just he was a good dude and i mean he ended up you know kind of ended himself at uh one point later on but uh you know like, a lot of people i know and me we like we all loved him and he was awesome he's on revenge anybody that's played you know oh, that yeah. uh you know he's on there you can use him he's great and um it, you know he's another one so we could say man muda undertaker kane and mortis that would that would be an awesome add-on and, i mean and if you wanted to add like the class, like I, I, I didn't want to say this. If you want to add like the classics, like if you want to be like, oh, let's put Macho Man in there or Ultimate Warrior. I think Ultimate Warrior would be kind of funny in Mortal Kombat because yeah. Just, no, I, but I'll, I'll say this one. because you know in Mortal Kombat the big thing is like the the beginning battle where they taunt each other. I, I do have one thing because a lot of the wrestlers I mentioned are, are sadly no longer with us. Like you know Randy Savage and the Warrior. I'm like if if they were ever to do this. Just make sure you hire an actual voice actor who sounds like them, like a good impression. Do not do AI. Like, oh my god, that, that's is that's... it? Use clips because yeah. He, here's the cool thing. There's uh, you know, because so many people do mods with no mercy. There's a um, like a, a I can't remember the full name, but there's a uh a, a '80s like retro version of No Mercy that is out now. Yes, uh, you, know, you have a computer, and they actually use clips. It has commentary where they use Bobby Heenan, Gorilla, Jesse, all the classic commentators, and they use them. And it has commentary, and you know it has all you know honky tonk, uh, you know Hogan. I know what you're talking Hunter. about. I saw it online. It looked yeah. awesome. That would be great. And uh, I'll tell you, I'll throw out too Papa Shango, man. Come on, dude, Papa Shango, Godfather. Kama Mustafa, whatever you want to call him, a soul taker in his early days in Memphis. Um, he would be a good one, too, um, which I really, uh, you know, sometimes the, you can look back and like, oh, that's kind of hokey, but it's also, come on, wrestling it, is hokey. And it uh, makes sense because when you think about like the, the like the uh, Raid, uh, I'm sorry, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania arcade games, like they had a very Mortal Kombat kind of feel to them. You know, with oh, yeah. the digitized characters, the over-exaggerated or, or, wrestling Or moves. not the Royal Rumble, you're, uh, you're thinking of the... Uh, in Your uh, House. In Your House, yeah, yeah, and the WrestleMania, the arcade game. Yeah. Because had... Undertaker would be throwing coffins at people, and, mm -hmm. and uh, Shawn Michaels dropping the, uh, you know, his little, whatever, his <laughs> little house of house of Michaels love, or whatever. <laughs> Heartbreak <laughs> Hotel, I'm the Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> house of Michaels down. love. That was House of Love. <laughs> a brother love put brother love in there too oh man <laughs> mankind mankind would be great mortal Kombat. you could Gosh. have all of them you could have mankind you could have deep love you could have cactus jack man there's there's a lot of wrestlers that you could stick in there which i would love i man i would love to see that and who knows like i said with what mortal Kombat has done with 
having characters to me like Predator, Alien, Robocop, Rambo, fucking Rambo is in there. Jeez, Uh, Peacemaker, John Cena. Um, you know, shout out to John Cena. Come on, I know people hate him, but you know he's all right, man. Um, I like Peacemaker. Man, that could be man. Wow, actually, they could just do a whole wrestling game like that, you know? Which I mean, we saw kind of like a crazy. uh, I can't remember. Oh God, what was it? WWF or WWE? Um, They did a game that was a little bit more over the top, and I did. They actually did a couple. There was an older one, and then a newer one, and I kind of enjoyed like what they did you know with that making stuff like a little bit more crazy because you know everybody knows like wrestling is just kind of like off the cuff it's yeah. like it can be crazy you could do something with that and add more of these characters in it like it would not be odd i don't think you know to see undertaker and kane in mortal Kombat. would anybody blink an eye no, no probably, I don't, you know I don't think so. like probably not people would probably be excited so Hopefully, with having things like Peacemaker John Cena in there, maybe in the future we'll see things like that in Mortal Kombat. Indeed, indeed. Could be very cool. Well, I got some of the audio questions. This is going to, uh, hopefully, this sounds decent on the stream, but uh, here's going to be the first one. I'm just going to hold my, my phone up to the microphone. Hey, guys, this is Rob from the Retro Junkies. First of all, guys, I just want to say I'm so excited to hear you guys on a Halloween episode. Anytime I think of Halloween, I think of you guys and your show. Um, so I just want to give you all a rose real quick, um, maybe some Halloween candy here. There you go. And just let you all know, I've always appreciated the positive vibes of your show. I've been listening to your show for like 10 years now. And I remember you guys had already just started, uh, you're maybe a year into Excess Gaming Podcast, and then we did the Retro Junkies together. And, um, you know, one of these days we want to get both of you guys on the show. I know we've had James on many, many moons ago, but, man, I just appreciate you both so much. I uh, hope you all have a great Halloween. I've um, been watching a horror movie every day of the month so far in uh, the month of October. Uh, watched Deadstream off of AMC+. Plus. Great, great film. Uh, really enjoyed that one. It's funny. It definitely gives me the Evil Dead vibes. Uh, wonderfully done. Uh, watched some Goosebumps with the family. Uh, and then last night I watched The Last Exorcism, which is another really underrated movie in my opinion. But uh, anyways, guys, you all are awesome. I really appreciate y'all uh, and your friendship over the years, and keep them coming, guys. You guys are the best. I really sincerely mean that. Out of all the podcasts that I listen to, you guys have stuck around on my my iPhone for the last 10 years. Appreciate y'all. Have a great one. Happy Halloween. All right, and that was Rob from the Retro Junkies. And again, uh, always been a huge supporter of the show. Man, like he left that message. I had a had a little tear come from my eye when I first heard it. I was like, man, that, that was the sweetest message ever. Thank you so much, Rob. Now nah, you better be tearing up there. Rob is one of the best um, people, but one of my best friends that I've actually never met in person. You know, but like we, you know, we just we've had many conversations about life and everything, and he's just one of the best people. And uh, you know, he, he's one of the reasons because he's mentioned some. You know, he'll listen. He'd listen to our show. You know, with his kids, and uh, one of the reasons I try, I try not to cuss. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know I, remember, I, mean? I remember us talking about that. We're like, man, you know, Rob, Rob likes to listen to our stuff. And like, sometimes we'd be like, no holds barred, especially when we first started the show. We, a lot of people don't notice when we first started the show, we were on blog talk radio and we couldn't cuss. So we were very like our first nine episodes. We were very like PG 
then when I figure out how to do Skype and I'm like, okay, we're going to do it this way. And I'm like, James, we can cuss now. I want to say like the first like four episodes, like we were like just dropping the F bomb there. And we were like, oh my God, this is liberating. And now I, I think I'm worse than you though. You're like, you're like, you're not that bad, but it's like, sometimes like me, it just like, it just happens. Cause like even when I'm at work and it's like, I even work with like, like most of my friends at work are actually like, female i mean not that that matters either way but it's like i mean a lot of them cuss i work with like oh people older than me and it's like i just it like it just happens we drop a lot of you know f-bombs and such sometimes and it's like i would like once rob was telling me he was like you know he's like yeah i was walking with my kids listening to your show and i was like oh i'm like like that was for him that i was like i I, I just I try, and I think I've done pretty good this episode. Like I, mean, yeah, I might have slipped one or two, but I think I've done pretty good so far. So indeed, any but but again, thank you again, Rob. And we'll definitely have to work something out. I know uh, we we were talking about uh, trying to get uh, Ryan for for Halloween. I mean, it's not it's not Christmas or Halloween without having Ryan on the show. That's been kind of a tradition. So. Is that and also Rob, we, we would love to but yeah, I did do the retro junkies one time and that was cool where I, I got the uh the comment as someone said I sounded like a young Jack Nicholson, which <laughs> I thought was pretty cool. But no, we would both we would definitely love to be on y'all's show with uh you and Landon sometime, which would be totally awesome. So we'll we'll have to hook that up in the future sometime. And and talk about some ninja turtles for sure. Rob yeah, if you if you guys love the teenage shooting ninja turtles, Rob is your guy. Um, I know he's done several different like little series in the past and stuff like Turtle that. Flakes. Turtle Flakes was awesome. I, I don't know if he's still on uh, that show. If there's other uh, people running, I know that was when he did. It was Turtle Flakes. It was definitely in. He's actually had um, the dudes that did Ninja Turtles. Uh, I, uh, one of the main guys, uh, I think, did some like art for him and stuff. Um, but no, he's just he's the best man. Like Rob is an awesome dude awesome father awesome teacher he's just i i have nothing but like good things to awesome say about dude. him awesome dude and uh our next one we'll go ahead and play it hey there xander and james this is justin your old online buddy down phoenix i was wondering if nintendo for some reason could no longer make a hybrid system like the switch due to some kind of like law or whatever that required them to make only home consoles or portable consoles, which would you prefer Nintendo go the route of? That is all. Thank you, guys. Welcome back. All right. that That's a really good question. You know, because if you would have asked me this like uh, five or six years ago, I would have been like, oh, home console all the way. But now... As the Switch has been out, I've become a little bit more of a handheld player. Still there, James? Oh yeah, I'm here. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's that's. I I would probably I'd probably stay. I would probably want to go uh, handheld to be honest. I think my my thinking face might have looked like it jammed. I was like, huh. <laughs> it's a good no, question. Captain, Nintendo is the king of handhelds you, 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 when you go back and you look at like you know them with you know this little black and white screen that somehow managed to overtake the world you know they had tetris which was a huge thing with it but very good games and um 
which is still the like the only that's the only system I really collect for still. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's where I'll go to stores and say I still I still buy Game Boy games. Um, I don't collect you know Nintendo Genesis anything. I I don't do that, but I will still buy Game Boy games. Um, and I would have to put them in the handheld. And to me, this the Switch. And as much as we can say, sometimes it does have some failures, uh, you know, especially with more speaking of our topic of our show, Mortal Kombat, uh, not really the best on the Switch. I don't know what they were thinking with that, because Mortal Kombat 11 ran so bad on the Switch, like when they were were talking about Mortal Kombat 1, I'm like, does this surprise you? Because going back and hate to cut you off here. I've heard but, it's bad too. I've heard yeah. this one is bad. <laughs> and like I'm playing it on the PlayStation Five, and uh, I think you can probably say the same thing about Series X. It's such a beautiful game, and it looks so like next gen. I'm like, this couldn't this couldn't look palatable at all on the Switch. Like I love the Switch. Don't get me wrong, but I know limitations of reality. And Mortal Kombat One running on the Switch and looking on par with those, it, that just ain't it. <laughs> yeah, know? but but I'm sorry. Like going with the like their handhelds, you could do Game Boy, Game Boy Color, the uh, inventiveness with the DS and the touch screen. Oh, <laughs> and um, think you know things we've seen with uh, phones and such, and and they still manage to hold on, and then yet they have this system that. You can, you know, do handheld, and you can do on your TV, and um, I don't know, like, last time when I played my Switch, I'm still doing handheld, um, so yeah, I, I would definitely have to go handheld, um, I, I think they could, like, like I said, the, man, dude, the, like, DS, 3DS, still awesome games, I still have so many, um, and I'll throw that into another thing that I still will get if I see uh, when GameStop still had them, at least, um, I would go, and if I saw anything on, you know, 3DS or anything like that, yeah. or just yes for like a dollar or so, I'd buy. It. Like I have some stupid Red Bull game. Like wow, oh, like man. why? Why is there a Red Bull game? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I I would still put that there. They are the king of the handheld. They have managed to overtake and stay around when everything else, even these other systems that have gone out, whether it's Game Gear, um. Uh, the links, everything they've overtaken, and they started out on this simple little black and white system that was somehow still better than anything else that came out with color or anything. And they just managed to have good games. And um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd have to go handheld all the way with Nintendo. Yeah. Um, like I said, if they can keep this up, you know, you know, doing both. Um, Nintendo's going to be in there for the long run, I think. Uh, well, the, the whole game. Like I said, no matter what they can pull off, that it just, it, you know, it, you got to go with them. Yeah, and if you look at the whole the whole gaming uh, scene has really changed since the birth of the Switch. Even even Nintendo naysayers can, can't can deny the success of, you know, the Steam Deck and the ROG right Ally, and I mean, all these... Yeah, she's cookies. <laughs> yeah, all these, like, uh, handheld, like, console hybrids that are coming out uh, after the Switch, because a lot, a lot more folks are, like, being... They're, they're realizing, hey, handheld... Handheld games are, are getting pretty on par, if, if not just close to this console now. There's the... 
the line are are it's so blurred, you know, or not blurred, I should say. It's very, very crystal clear. But you know what I'm saying. It, it's people, it's people very are different. Mobile, you're out more, and, and the chance, like I said, if you can go out, whether it's something like a Pokemon Go or mm-hmm. something like that, it's like like people are out and about. And, you know, the more you can get out and say you can still play, whether it's mobile or at home. And Nintendo is the one that's managed to capture that. And these other companies either haven't delved into it. They don't want to take the risk or, you know, they they say maybe it's not worth it because they know Nintendo has that. Nintendo has had that handheld market for, God, it's probably since 89 or so whenever Game yeah. Boy came out, and they've managed to hold on to that, which is pretty. Mm-hmm. You got to say that's pretty impressive. And Nintendo being the, the the forebearer, once we got past Atari and they overtook them, they've managed to hold on to that and, and and keep that, and and they're still there, and they can still do it. I mean, let let's be honest, because I mean, you and I both were, you know, Wii U owners, and we. We both really enjoyed the console. We, we talked about it numerous times in previous podcasts, but it, there's no doubt that when it comes to the handheld, the 3DS really helped Nintendo during those years yes. of the Wii U because I, re, I, I even remember us doing podcasts back in the day. We would talk about those Nintendo Directs. I mean, back then they were more like presentations. We'd be like, oh, man, you know, they, they, they mentioned Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for five minutes, and the rest of it was all 3DS. I mean, 3DS was, like, the hot thing uh, for that for, for the company at the time, and that really helped them uh, when things just weren't going too great with the Wii U. But I feel like the Switch, they kind of found a good middle ground, and it's really changed gaming. Because uh, even if you look past, you know, the Steam Deck and the Ally, uh, you also have, you know, remote play. I know the uh, the, what, what's that? What's that um, add-on that they have for the PlayStation Five? They're coming out with the, that, uh, that, the weird, the weird one that has like the the controller. It looks almost like a backbone attachment. I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, I, yeah, I can't think of what it is either. I think it's too uh-huh. expensive. Probably <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like it's like two hundred bucks. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not buying that. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just not my thing. But yeah, you got a lot of that going on now, and I think it's just because I think because you know, in the in the long run, and, and this is something that I've always predicted that I think in the future, it with cloud gaming and digital, that it's going to get to the point where we're not really going to have consoles. We're just going to have subscription services, you know. And this is going to be a way because you know, think about remote play, but think about it better, and think about the fact that you know you could play your newest PlayStation games wherever you wanted to, rather it was on your TV, your PC, on your phone, whatever, and you just pay a certain amount a month and you get, you know, access to games and whatnot like you would with, like, say, Amazon Prime or something. I can see that happening in the future. I'm not saying it's going to happen, like, anytime soon, but, you know, in the next, you know, 10, 15 years, we might be going down that bridge, especially with physical media really starting to kind of dwindle with brick-and-mortar stores. No, and actually, one thing too, I do want to give a shout out to, which is a, a game that is loathed by many people. I think lots of times that was kind of a precursor to Mortal Kombat is uh, Pit Fighter. Oh yeah. Um, as far as the digitized graphics, because everybody thinks of Mortal Kombat with the digitized graphics, but Pit Fighter had that, and um, mm-hmm. I know everybody knows. Yeah, the Super NES. You know, I beat the Super NES version. Okay, I beat it. <laughs> I couldn't beat it now, I'm sure. 
<laughs> I beat it back in the day. But that game was like, what a fun game that you could. You, it was one of the earlier games that you had like three people could play at one time, mm-hmm. and it gave you that feeling of, you know, everybody knows like you know Johnny Cage, uh, with Rob shit, not Rob Van Dam, uh, John Claude Van Dam. <laughs> we like Rob Van Dam, too, okay. Uh, but uh, it, it definitely it gave you that feeling, you know, of that kind of like blood sport movie, mm-hmm. and that kind of segued into, you know, Mortal Kombat, you know, because that was the you know, like most people forget about Pit Fighter, but with this digitized graphics, which well, it, you know, back in the day, dude, that was revolutionary. That, that was in. Here, here's the thing: when Mortal Kombat first came out, I remember when it came out to the arcades and going to like putt putt. And like everyone, you know, before was we were all playing Street Fighter Two, but when Mortal Kombat came out, everyone was glued to Mortal Kombat. And one of the first things that everyone said was like, "They look so real," you know, because they were they were digitized actors in in this you know realm. I'm like, oh my gosh, they did. And and, and going back and looking, it's like, it, yeah, at the end of the day, like. And when we look back, it's like, no, nah, it's like, man, Street Fighter 2 looked way better. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's aged I, a lot I, better, yeah. I'd, I'd rather go with that, but it was it was something that seemed a little bit more realistic at the time. And, you know, it, they were the ones, I mean, we could say Mortal Kombat definitely had the better movie. Um, I actually was watching, you know, this past week, I finally... Um, I'd not watched the newer Mortal Kombat movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally finished it. And um, actually, I really enjoyed it. It's and not bad. Back, no, I went back and watched the old Mortal Kombat. And actually, right before the show, I watched Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I'm which sorry. I know, <laughs> I know people, hey, I don't get it, dude. It's, it's not that bad. Okay, the stupid Motaro horse guy is kind of dumb. And the the animalities, like, that's kind of awful. But yeah. I honestly, I can say, dude, I like James Remar's Raiden. I, I do, too. I, I, I think he was good, and shout out to Keith Cook, who was Reptile in the first movie, and he was Sub-Zero in the second, or he's, he's listed as Keith Cook uh, Habayashi, I think. Um, he's also in China, O'Brien. Um, if you want to see an awesome, an awesome, if you're a fan of uh, Kickboxer, Bloodsport, anything like that, it's on YouTube. You need to check out King of the Kickboxers. Um, it... it it's a movie that's, uh, you know, it, it's a guy, like, somebody gets murdered, he's looking out for revenge, blah, 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 and he goes, and, you know, Keith Cook is, like, you know, this drunk master, and um, it's often been said, like, in some of the, uh, many of the, I was a big fan of you know, martial arts movies and such, uh, uh, as a kid, and they always said Keith Cook was as fast with his feet as Bruce Lee was with his fists, and, um, this guy's great, and actually, him and Robin Chow that played um, Liu Kang. Um, there's a really cool documentary. It's I can't remember. It, it's something about something red shirts. I'd have to find the name. They're they're part of like a stunt choreographed troupe that works on movies, and um, you know they'd work together many times. They've done a lot of stunt work. It is really cool. But Keith Cook is man. He's the man. Like I said, but King of the Kickboxers. It's got him. It's got Billy Blanks, Tybo. Everybody knows Tybo. Um, he's the bad guy in it. And then it's also got uh, Lauren Avedon, 
who is uh, as a name, unless you're really into the old, uh, you know, 80s martial arts movies, you might not know. But he's also really good, too. But King of the Kickboxers, it's on YouTube. It's uh, it's it's great. dude. I'm sorry. It's it might be better than Jean-Claude Van Damme's Kickboxer. Uh, at the end of the day, if I had to pick which one I'm going to watch, I don't I might lean a little bit more. And it's also really cool because it deals with a company making snuff films. So Billy Blanks, they make these films and Billy Blanks is actually killing people in the movies. And Lauren Avedon goes undercover to infiltrate, uh, you know, the whole system and takes down because he's fighting for revenge for his dead brother. And it's awesome. It is it, great. So good. It's so good. King of the kickboxers. Yeah. I had to check that out. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, you know, Armageddon, I don't know, like Armageddon. It's it's one of those movies that yeah it, I don't I don't like it as much as the first one, but it does have like a weird charm to it. There's like certain there's certain parts of that movie I find myself like quoting sometimes, <laughs> and then like yeah the animalities. I remember seeing like Shao Kahn's head oh. like stretch out like he was a cone head and he had this weird look. He was like, oh, and I was like stretching out and then, like it was just so so such bad CGI. The thing is, the- Dude that played Shao Kahn, I don't know if people know, like he was also in Co he was the baddie in Cobra with Sylvester Stallone back in the eighties. And he was in the first Terminator. Um he was one of those classic eighties bad guys, and he was the dude that played Shao Kahn. And I kinda wish he'd had the skull mask on Me too. more of the movie. And, but I will say the lady that played Sendell, that was a uh I'll do a quote to some of my friends have said that was a good looking woman right there. I don't know. Um She's a pretty lady, man. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> not not that bad of a movie. Um, but if you really want the you know some gore and some Mortal Kombat, that newer one really is the way to go. Yeah, the um, only the only thing I didn't like about the new one was Cole. I didn't really care for the Cole guy. You know, like he, he was he was literal plot armor. Like he had the yellow armor. I didn't care for his character, but everyone else, awesome, great. Yeah. It had, and we started actually a couple times, and and sometimes like I don't know why we just, we never finished it. And I finally it was like a week or so ago, I fi- when we'd start about doing the show, I, I finally finished watching it. I was like, man, it was like I watched it, and I was like, I actually really like. I was like, this, this is pretty good, and like it's one like I would go back and and watch again, you know. And it's like Mortal Kombat just has so much, and and even. Um, yeah, so it was, we have Mortal Kombat as a topic of this show, and we haven't covered so many of the games. Oh, but yeah. I, I would like to say, you know, as as it went on, some of the things like the conquest mode, like I mentioned, that was similar in the newer game, which spawned into Shaolin monks. Oh yeah. Um, which man, dude, if none of y'all ever played Shaolin monks, I I don't know if it's uh like backwards compatible on Xbox or anything. But, you know, it was in the PS, that was what, PS3, Xbox era. The PS2 um, and Xbox. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, PS2. What, like, what a great co-op game. Uh, it, it's just, it's it's bloody, it's good. You know, you're, you're, you're Liu Kang and Kung Lao, and I think you could unlock uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion mm-hmm. and, um, and go through it again. I, actually, I never beat it. It gets really frustrating and hard at the end. It is that tough. is. That is a good game that if, if it's not backwards compatible, 
that definitely needs a re-release, I think, to where people can play that because it's it is such. I just remember playing it with friends. It, it's such a fun game, and it definitely, to me, spawned from that conquest mode. Which you know, once again, we talk about you know adding two fighting games and, and giving them something extra. And that whether they added the Tetris mode, the they had like a Mario Kart mode. Yeah, they they started really adding this wacky stuff, and the conquest thing was really cool. And I really remember loving that. But when the Shaolin monks came out, that was like, man, that was really cool. And it's funny you mentioned Shaolin monks because when I was playing Mortal Kombat One, you know, some of those cutscenes where would show like all the you know the, the Mortal Kombat guys all fighting each other and fighting like you know, soldiers and stuff. I'm like, man, we need a new Shaolin Monks. Like, could you imagine a new Shaolin Monks with online co-op? Like, come on. Ugh. That would sell. That that would be, man, I don't know. People still love co-op games. We still yeah. want to play, with, you know, with, like, with our, like, I don't want to jump on and play with some rando. That, like, that's just me. I don't <laughs> want somebody yelling at me because I suck. You know, I just I want to play my friend, and I want to play on like some type of like co-op game or something, and go through, and that would be a perfect one. Whether it's a new one or, like I said, whether if they just remaster they it, just re-release that, yeah. and or, or even kind of like just redo that one, do something with it because that game was awesome. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I need to see if I still got that disc and like pop it in my Xbox, <laughs> see if it plays. Cause like I'd really like to play that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I actually put that on my uh, mini PC not too long ago. I have like the mm. mini PC now. It it can do uh, OG Xbox, and that was that was one of the games. I still have a physical copy for the OG Xbox, but I was like, man, I want to play it now. So you know, instead of hooking up my OG Xbox, I went and just got got it on the mini PC, and it, it still holds up. It does, like you said, it gets difficult. But it was it was really cool because it had its own little story. It followed you know the events between Mortal Kombat one and two, which I thought was really cool. And um, I feel like Mortal Kombat just has so much lore to it, and you really see that with Mortal Kombat one. But they can change it up enough that it still feels fresh. Because I'll tell you another Mortal Kombat uh, outlet that I really enjoy that's really really cheesy when you talk about Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but that's the cartoon Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. Hmm. That that cartoon is so horrible. Like going back and watching it now, like you could just tell it was like really cheap animation. It was like they had they had some big names. Like they had Luke Perry doing the voice of Sub Zero. They had um oh man, he was in he was the bad guy in Highlander. Uh he does the voice of Raiden. Um you yeah. had a lot you had a lot of big names and uh Ron Perlman did the voice of Scorpion, which that was really weird. He's like, get over here. <laughs> and this and i'm making see that on there that that mortal kombat legacy this is a really good oh one yeah too. that was like the web series right yes which another good web series that you guys need to watch if you haven't yet is the street fighter web series i remember you turned me on to that james oh, dude, that, that one looks... was great man get that this but this one here has got michael j white um this is one of the best, probably one of the better versions of Mortal Kombat, and I think there actually is a sequel, which I haven't seen. And then some really good things with this. And they I mean, added like a weird. They uh, and I, I don't. I mean this in a in a complimentary way. They added a weird like kind of realism to it, where it was like you know they they kind of made it more of a realistic Mortal Kombat. Like it's not as 
I mean, it still has this mysticalness to it, but I remember like Baraka was like a deformed guy, serial killer. He wasn't, you know, a, a, a monster, you know. One of the things with the new game too, I liked with the as far as like Baraka, you know, they were diseased, you know. Yeah, it's I like, like that. It's like it added that, you know, in, and it's like I mean, they they have managed to do some like really good things with this. Like you think of the movies, some people miss some of these online things, but they ended up being like really good, really cool, and like like you said too, that Street Fighter one. Um, and the thing is that Street Fighter one like really looks. Like, I like it because it, I, I don't mean disrespectful. Like, it looks kind of goofy, mm-hmm. but it's meant in a good Charming way. You know, way. But like, like, Akuma is literally looks like Akuma with this big necklace, and he looks all weird, and he's fighting, and it's like, it's re- like, it's really great. So, it's like, you can really find some backstories and lore with some of these fighting games that they've, you know, uh, you know, done on the video media, whether it's, you know, online or it comes out, you know, on, like I said, they put that one on DVD or Blu-ray and they're really good. So it's like, if you really want, you know, if you're a fan of some of these games, you can really find a lot of extra content, you know, to go into the backstories and such of them. I, I mean, I remember just buying the, the first Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo. I remember getting that for Christmas. And even the instruction manual had, like, a little comic book. Like, it, like Mortal Kombat always had lore, and that's what I always enjoyed about the series. I mean, I'm, I know that you either have, like, the Street Fighter camp or the Mortal Kombat camp. I mean, I, I, like, I like them both for, for different reasons. But when it comes to, like, lore and story and, like, the mythology of the, of the series, I, I always loved Mortal Kombat in that aspect. I like the, I like the concepts. I, 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 and yeah, somebody, and if you had to pick, what, what would you think of it? If you had to pick your ultimate, uh, Mortal Kombat character, uh, who would you go with? I, you know, I've always been, and this is going to sound basic as fuck. <laughs> I've always been a Scorpion guy, but as I've gotten older, I really like Sub-Zero. He's, he's, yeah, see, I like it, it, a lot of people say some of those are like the the basic characters to pick, and like, like, I like playing, like I said, with the story modes on the games. I've, I've grown, like I said, I, I love Molina. Yeah. I, I never liked Liu Kang, but I kind of like him on the newer game. I have always been a Sub Zero guy my whole life. Um, and as sometimes my wife jokes, sometimes I have the icy hands of death anytime like i don't know if i touch her it's like my i don't know my hands are always cold um but it's like you know it's a, it's a chinese ninja warrior with the hearts yeah. of cold so zero you know <laughs> but if i could pick the ultimate it would be a combination of sub-zero and reptile because mm-hmm. i do like reptile and the thing i like you know because reptile now you know as we do him back in the day he was just the, uh, he was a green ninja yeah and as he's gone over time, he's become a, you know, he's a damn big reptile monster. But the thing I love, because I'm a huge fan of alligators and crocodiles, he actually does a death roll move, which yeah. lots of times they do. Actually, alligators, you know, crocodiles will do where they grab you and they will spin over. And that's one of his moves where he turns it to. So it's like, man, if I could have like a combination, which... If you play the new Mortal Kombat, you will see some weird combinations of people as the game goes on. Um, but I would, I would love a combination of a reptile and Sub Zero. Um, 
that that would be me. That's yeah, that. <laughs> when, when it when it comes to the when it comes to MK One, uh, you know, I've only been playing the story mode. Uh, I, I do enjoy Sub Zero and Scorpion. I think they play really well, but I'm a big yeah. Fan I like of... Sub Zero a lot. I will say I do. I really I do like Sub Zero a lot. Uh, I'm sorry, Scorpion. I like Scorpion a lot. I, I do enjoy using him. But uh, Baraka, Baraka, man, he is yeah. he is fierce. Like the, he was actually one of the characters I was actually doing some pretty good combos with. And I'm like, oh man, Baraka might be my guy. I don't know. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's it's been fun. I, I'm a I'm gonna go ahead and finish the story soon. I'm almost done. I'm at the part now where, um, well, I can't really mention where I'm at because then it's gonna spoil the game. But I'll just say like I, I'm after the Civil War. I'll, I'll say yeah. That. Okay. Um. So so I'm almost done with that. And you know before before we start wrapping up the show, let let's end. What we always end with and talk about some games we've been playing. Cause I mean, yeah, I've been playing Mortal Kombat One, but I've also been playing uh, Sea of Stars as well. Uh, I found out that was like day one. It was a, a downloadable game on Game Pass and PS Now or PS Plus or whatever it's called now. I, but I got the PlayStation version. I've been really enjoying it. I, I'll say this, like, you know, that whole nostalgia like JRPG thing. Like, a lot of companies do that. But Sea of Stars manages manages to do it in the sense that it feels like so genuine, like it's such a, a genuine old style JRPG, but with like nuances of like modern gaming. Like it feels to me, it feels like a lot of people when they say it, they think of like the Super Nintendo or something. Like, to me, it feels like a, a a really nice PlayStation JRPG. Like it's a lot of fun. I like the story. I like you know. You're playing as a character who's like the uh, the bringer of the sun, the bringer of the moon. You know they're like solstice warriors, and I, I haven't really got too far into it. But from what I played, I really enjoy it. And Garl, uh, their their cook, their best friend, freaking amazing. I love him. Uh, I've been playing that. I've been playing, of course, Mortal Kombat One. I've been also playing the F Zero ninety nine a lot um, on the Switch, and I'm still not that great at it. But man. I, I enjoy. Is that a re-release of the uh, the old one? It's a uh, it's like a bat it's a battle royale F zero. Okay. Ah. So it's like ninety nine people going at one time on F zero, and you like you know you bump into each other. If you get a certain amount of power grid, you can go up into the skyway, which is like this like mm -hmm. above track that you can skip everyone and. You know, you have health, so if you start bumping into each other too much and you start boosting, you can, like, explode your car. It's it's a lot of fun, and it looks really fun and great on the Switch. I love the aesthetics because it has that 16-bit look, but it kind of has, like, that newer, like, cell shading kind of rendering to it. It looks really nice. That's wild. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. I get, also, I like one of the, um, you know, of course, Mortal Kombat I've been playing. Um, I did get the new AEW game. I don't know if, uh, of course, people watch wrestling. Everybody knows uh, Edge recently oh, yeah. uh, joined AEW. And, uh, well, I haven't played it the most. And it's not, you know, it's not No Mercy. For people it's like, oh, this is going to be No Mercy. Um no, it's it, it's not. It's a little janky. I will say that, that when it came out, being a but one of my oldest friends, we stayed up till five in the morning actually playing it, which uh, oh wow, was very fun. That's good. Yeah, that was wild. But, uh, we stayed up very late. I do like it has a exploding barbed wire match because uh, I always like things like that, and uh, it 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 was fun. It's not the greatest game, like I said. It, there's a lot of jankiness to it. 
I'd still rather play No Mercy, but I will mention there are a couple of games. Uh, for instance, I think there's one um, that's in the works called I think it's UPW, and it has a lot of licenses of old wrestlers, especially if you're a fan of old, uh, you know, '80s wrestling of Demolition. Uh, there, there's just there's a lot of real wrestlers on there. This game looks really good. Like I said, it's UPW. I don't know when it's coming out. Um, but it's one I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, so, I mean, anytime there's more wrestling games, like, I'm for that. Because we're always hunting, you know, us, us fans of the, the AKI games. You know, we're always wanting that. And I think this this one just, this one might be it. You know, don't quote oh, yeah. me on that. Um, but I, I think it could be. But th- there's a couple in the works and it does look good. And um, I don't know. A lot of the chat things on the site are so small. Is there anything on there we need to cover, too, before we go? Or... Oh, no. I'm going I'm to uh, join in the chat real quick. Because uh, like I had some folks uh, mention what they've been playing. Uh, the boss, uh, by the way, says he loves your uh, Halloween bandana. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I, uh, I, told, I had a different, I had a Usos one uh, actually on, but uh, I don't. It was kind of stiff. Some bandanas are kind of stiff, so I uh, I put this one gonna fits a little bit better. And my head is two different colors because I wear a bandana so much. So the, uh, that's why I put a bandana on. So you know, <laughs> indeed, indeed. And uh, and John says, uh, "Sorry, I missed the live show. How are you guys doing? We're we're still live." Uh, we're almost done, but you know, we've been doing great. And, you know, I, I know in the, the past we've always tried to do like a bi-weekly show and, you know, we're, we're back, we're doing this, uh, but like, like me and James were talking before, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, we might do a show every once in a while, but we're not going to like, be like on a, a strict schedule like we were last yeah. time, just cause it's kind of hard, but it's always fun to kind of, you know, jump on and, and do one of these shows. And I, I think, you know, I was kind of nervous about the show doing a live you know, podcast and trying to get everything going, I was kind of nervous about, it, but I think for the most part, I think it's worked out pretty well. Nope. Oh, oh shit. Still there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm I just think, talking about I'm how great the podcast battery, is going. I, I have a charger. Yeah. My case has a charger on it and it was like low battery. So I just hit that real quick to make sure it was charging. So, oh, yeah. which John, wait, is, that, is that John Alagio? Uh, John Horton. Or, oh, John Horton. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't know who that is, but thank you. I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> it was, no, it's, it's, there's it's, a lot of Johns. I don't know. No. But no, we. Uh, it was it was just funny because I was like, man, this shows went really well, and then you like disappeared for a second. But it's all good. Uh, case- no, it just it just went on low power mode for a second. But like I said, I, I have a charger case, so I, I hit the charge on that. But yeah, no, hopefully, like I said, we you know we we will do more. And like I said, we're not necessarily going to be on a schedule. But I mean, this is. Uh, you know, man, this has been really fun. It's yeah. like, it's been a blast. So hopefully, like I said, we, you know, we will do, you know, more in the future, do one once in a while. Like I said, no set schedule, but we'll just go, you know, Xander has his channel and do that. And then we'll just do something once in a while. And yeah. like, you know, I, I, that might how it'll, how it'll be from now on, you know? Yeah. And, then, and you know, uh, again, follow me on uh, Twitter and now it's called X, but. Follow me on the social medias, Xander Scully, and I'm I'm always going to try to update you guys on whenever there is a podcast or if I'm doing a live stream or uploading a video. Uh, and again, if you subscribe to the channel, just make sure you hit the bell because that will let you know as well. And um, and again, before I leave, because I, I do want to mention, uh, Caitlin mentioned that she's been playing Golden Axe, 
after work, which is oh, nice. the, be- the best thing to do. I love Golden Axe. Golden Axe is great. And check out the, uh, man, there's a good, you know, you got Golden Axe one. You get the, and if you can, if you can get it, it's kind of hard and wonky sometimes on emulators, but, uh, Return uh the Golden Death Axe two, Revenge of Death Adder. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, I, man, that, that is a great one. Like I said, on emulators, a little wonky sometimes it'll be like some just like yeah there's some issues but man also still you can't go wrong with golden axe it's a great game and and and, um, i have to mention too if you're a big fan of golden axe and you haven't played it yet uh be sure to check out the dungeons and dragons games from capcom the arcade games those those will blow your mind those are so so much fun and i know you can get them on wii u i don't know where else is available other than emulation, they're available in a lot of places. Yeah, nowadays, um, you 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 can get both of them. I think on any system you have, and uh, I'll throw out too. Like, if you like Golden Axe, Barbarian Games, um, Rastan. I know the Ooh, first yeah. one. It can be a little tough. Um, and recently I had played uh through emulators, and on one of my pies was the uh the Rastan arcade game, which I never even knew existed. Um, but that's another one. Once again, it's a little, it can be a little janky like Death Adder, but you can find it. Like, that's a cool one. So, like, if you're into the barbarians and, you know, such like that, and also, you know, watch Conan and <laughs> Beastmaster and, man, Beastmaster's I mean, good. I think, I think we've done an episode about barbarian games in the past. We probably but- did. But we could definitely do another one. I think that yeah, would be a lot of fun. We probably did Mortal Kombat before, too. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> sure. We've been doing the podcast. And, and again, I want to thank you guys for being so supportive. Because, I mean, we've been doing this We've been doing this for, like, at least 11 years now. It's, it's insane. It's crazy to think 11 years of doing this. And starting off, you know, it was just me and James on our cell phones doing, like, a 30-minute uh, no-swear podcast. It just didn't sound the best, but it was what we had, and and now we're like doing this live show, and it's going to get even better. And I, I just can't wait for you guys to uh, join us in that experience. And uh, again, I want to thank you guys for listening, and I, I do want to mention John. John uh, mentioned uh, I'm Mike, a gruesome. We are wrestling buddies. I I came up with what wrestlers. Have. Oh, he was the one that came up with the question about the Mortal Kombat. Oh, John, oh Mike, that's Mike. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I'm sorry. I don't, his yeah, name says, is John. I know him as Mike. I'm sorry. Mike, <laughs> I love you, bro. You know, my family, man. I'm great sorry. Great question, by the way. That was a great That threw me, yeah. that threw me off because he's on Facebook as John, John Horton. That threw me off. I'm sorry. That's Mike. <laughs> but Walking <yeah>. Mike. <laughs> but again, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us and uh we'll be back as soon as possible and i want to thank you guys and as always happy gaming pleasant evening everybody